Hello. If you can hear me, you should blink once or twice. This is Jay from Boiled Sports, coming to you live from an undisclosed location uh, in Lafayette, Indiana. And we're back on knuckle cam. For those of you that remember, uh, I don't have my external uh, camera. So we're on this one. Where These are my hands on the keyboard. That's what it looks like. Super awesome. Anish made me buy this laptop. Um, so that's, that's, that's why. Uh, here in Lafayette, uh, was at the game today against Ohio State. Um, I'm your substitute teacher for the post-game live cast. I'm wearing a Boiled Sports Hammer Down shirt. Um, hat, that's a hat. Hat's here. I um, want to thank our sponsors, uh, Martin Vintage. Uh, enter Boiled at checkout. Get 15% off, off of some great stuff. Um, and our friends at AJ's on Vine in Lafayette. Uh, I'll probably go there at some point this weekend. I uh, haven't decided exactly when yet. Um, but so for today's game, um, you know, it was a get right game for Purdue. Right. And um, I'm having a hard time because I look at myself and I know the camera's actually right down there. So I guess I should get right in here and just stare deep into your soul. Um, it's fun when a get right game is against a, a school like a host. It's always fun. Um, they're in a tailspin. Uh, but what's crazy is they're the kind of team when you're watching them warm up that you're like, you know, cause everybody now warms up in the, like in the base layer, like super clingy, like, I don't know what it is, right. It's an undershirt, I guess you guys warm up in that man. Ohio state has a lot of long athletic, like guys that, man, they look like they should be better. And I think that's how Ohio state fans feel right now. Um, I think Holtman, uh, is in some trouble there. Um, just, just reading what I've read. I don't know. Is that better? Yeah, that, that's a little better. Um, Holtman, you know, he, he's another one of these guys. Another observation I had from this game is, man, a lot of guys like to get out on the floor now. Holtman's one of those guys who he's way out on the floor, like five, six feet out on the floor. And I never see Painter do that. I see some of the Painter's assistants do that, but I don't ever see Painter do it himself. But, man, that's become commonplace, and that's the tech. I mean, you see Izzo do it all the time, Holtman. Um, I don't know how many other guys. I don't want to call out guys by names. A few others, I think, do it in the Big Ten, but I don't remember seeing it recently, so I don't want to say anything about that. Um, and Ohio State decided they were going to press from the outset today. I'm sure you saw that. Um, and it was a little worrisome because Purdue looked, Purdue looked like they didn't know that was coming, which maybe they didn't. But, man, those first couple minutes, Purdue did not seem to have any idea that they were going to get pressed. And I, I didn't think Ohio State had the – nobody has the energy in the legs since a Shaka Smart, like, BCU team to do that for the entirety of a game, right? So, you know, and also interesting is Holtman kept imploring them. Like, they'd score, and he'd go – he'd be like, get up there. It felt like coaching, like, a 7th and 8th grade team like I do, where you're like, I just told you guys this. And they'd kind of half-heartedly press, and Purdue would just break it. Um, Ohio State – now and I've heard other people say this when they get down in a game it just sort of looks like it's over I mean they kept playing but uh, their season is a wash I mean they're 12 lost 12 out of 13 they're, they're cooked um, a couple interesting things from Purdue we talked among our chat about um, you know maybe it was time to sit lawyer and Smith not start them not as a punishment but as a these guys are getting beat up they are getting pounded on in this league play 
we're into mid-February, past the midpoint of February. Maybe, maybe sit him down a little bit. And it was weird because Painter sat down. Smith. Smith got two fouls in the first half, and he gave Jenkins his most run of the season. Jenkins played 23 minutes. And I looked it up. Interestingly, the only other time he played this much, he only played 20 minutes, maybe two or three times. He played 23 against Marquette, um, which is weird because it was like his second game at Purdue. Um, but I guess that makes sense because Smith is a freshman and he was only here for two games at that point. But uh, Jenkins had 23. I don't know about you guys. I felt great about the way he played. He looked good. I mean, he looked steady. So nice to have that senior confident hand, right? He had a couple big shots. He had one as the shot clock was expiring. Um, the only criticism I'd have of him was I think a few times he takes an early in the shot clock shot. It's not necessary. And a couple times it was when guys weren't even set up underneath. Like, so the rebound didn't, he went right to Ohio State. But that's a minor, minor complaint, obviously. Um, he was really great uh, off the bench. And then in our group chat, I just need to let, let you all you know, Anish said, I'd really like to see Jenkins and Smith out there together. And then like five minutes later, they're out there together. Now, both had three fouls. And so that made me a little nervous. But it was nothing to be really nervous about because Purdue was really pulling away, pounded in the second half. Um, it really looked to me like in the second half, Purdue also came out. Not every team comes out of halftime after taking a lead, looking as focused as Purdue. Purdue looked like they wanted to just put this away. And I like that because the last couple games, right, Maryland, Western, they had leads of what, eight, each of them right before the wheels came off. And it was nine at halftime today. And it looked like Purdue was conscious of that and came out very aggressive in the second half. So I was very happy to see that. It really put the game away. I mean, it got out to 15. And the game's not over then, but even uh, Holton in the postgame, like you go from nine to like 15, 16, 17, it just, it's tough to, that's, that's what a good team does. They, they put their foot in your throat. And Purdue has not been doing that the last couple of games. So after a tough couple of weeks, you know, the home cooking is what you need. It's what you expected. They'd come have a big win. I was confident, even as bad as they've looked, I was confident they were going to beat the hell out of Ohio State. Because no matter what you think and what the last couple weeks, and yes, that's a tractor mug, um, has has done to you um, mentally with this team, they're still a really good team. They're still one of the best teams in the country, right? Still one of the absolute best teams. Still the best team in the Big Ten. So what are they going to do at home? What are they going to do at home against a team that is reeling? They're going to beat the piss out of them. So... Um, Three games left, right? You got to go to Wisconsin, House of Horrors for Purdue traditionally. Not as mad from Painter. He's actually been one of the coaches who can win there. And Wisconsin's not great. So uh, I think they're seven and nine in conference. Nothing's a, a gimme, obviously. Um, but that's probably the toughest remaining, right? Because then they have, uh, well, I don't know if it's the toughest remaining. It's, if you think about road games as the thing that worries you right now, you've got one road game left. You've got IU next Saturday which I still believe Purdue's going to come out, fired out of a cannon for that game. And I just – I think IU won their Super Bowl by beating Purdue at IU. Um, I don't think they're going to have it in them next Saturday, but interesting. Um, and then they have Illinois on senior day. Illinois is not bad either. So three games left, none are gimmies. Um, I know Boiler Dog came on here and told you a week ago that Purdue could literally lose out. Um, uh, you know, he didn't say they were going to. He said, what games could they lose? He said they could lose any of them, right? Um and that's still true, but this kind of game and then five days of rest, great scheduling, Big Ten. Now there's five days off. I mean, sure, why not? Um, you know, that that should lead to a rested, refreshed team. We saw Mason Gillis after the game. 
don't know if you guys saw him go down twice. I don't know if the TV cameras catch it, you know, when they're going to break, but he went down two times holding his wrist like he was in a lot of pain in the second half. We saw people asking him about it um, after the game. He he said it's all good. It's fine. That's what a guy's going to say. He's not going to he's not going to tell you if it is bothering him. I don't think, but um, but take that for what it's worth. A um, couple ancillary things. That's enough about this game. Um, I hadn't been to a game in Mackey in a long time. I know a lot of you, not a lot of you. I know some of you get back. Um, it's still a great environment, still the best environment in college basketball. There's no doubt about that. Um, and that's not just me being a homer. I mean, you see a lot of people come in. You see people come in who don't even like Purdue, and they say that. Um, so it's a great place. They do a great job. Um, and then the team, you know, Purdue's had a lot of likable teams. But and you've heard these stories, I'm sure, before. But Edie comes out, and he makes sure every single kid gets a picture or a high five or a signature or whatever they really want. Um, today, Jenkins, Edie, Morton and Gillis all came out. Um, my son got uh, his weird painter's hat. I don't know if you guys have seen that. He got it autographed by all. I'll, I'll, I'll get a picture up on, on Twitter. It's it's the weirdest Purdue hat. I found it on eBay. Um, it's literally a painter's cap style. Um, he looks like he looks like a, you know, Giuseppe from Italy, but with Purdue stuff all over it. It's very weird. So now it's probably coming out of rotation because it's going to be a collector's item with all those signatures. Um, Julia Eady is probably a near nearly as popular as the players, people getting selfies, people calling out to her. Um, very cool stuff. Uh, Brandon Brantley climbed up into the stands to talk to people. Um, it's just, you know, you guys know this, if you've been to games there, it's a very, there's a family element to it where it just feels like, you know, maybe, maybe it's a Midwestern thing, but it just feels very, um, like the guys are very genuine. They appreciate the fans. Um, I do, I do encourage people who learn the players names because when you're shouting their last name when they're 10 feet from you and you want a picture or like it's weird like call him by the mason don't say gillis gillis it's kind of strange like he's got a first name you know um make it feel a little more personal so i'm at 10 minutes i always like when boiler dad does these and he says i'm at 10 i'm gonna wrap and then it goes 35 um uh, i also saw so there was a lot of alumni back i meant to mention that i saw um who we see in the stadium? Willie Dean was there. Willie Dean was, seemed to appreciate a few of us recognizing him. I said, yeah, Willie, I'm old enough to remember you filling it up. Um, Dakota Mathias was back. I saw Chris Kramer and Follett's with his family, bringing the babies to the game with ear protection. Um, um, trying to think of who else I, I saw. There was a lot of guys that were shown on camera that were there, that were back um, from previous teams. I don't know if that's just... You know, maybe a lot of guys had the weekend free. I don't know. Day games. I don't know. It was cool, though. Uh, showing a lot of them on the board. A lot of lot of warm rounds of applause. Oh, I was back. Trivian Williams. Um, very cool stuff. Um, so what else here? Let's see. What should we say here? What should we, we should take a look at the comments you, you animals have. Um, Dad looks different. New glasses. Yes. He's shaved. Yeah. You guys, you guys are hilarious. Um Zach was Zach, per usual, Austin says, um, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I, you know, I'm still concerned about, um, you know, and I like what Boiler Dad said in the past where I'm not worried. There's other things to worry about in life, right? But you can say you're concerned. If you're concerned about this team, Lawyer, as we've said, has hit that freshman wall, right? He had some nice shots today. Definitely was not that effective. Let me talk over here and see the box score. So Lawyer in 26 minutes, six points, four assists, uh, only one turnover. 
So not a bad game at all. Uh, one of four from deep, only one of two from the line, two of six from the floor. Not great, right? You need more from your shooting guard. Let's let's just let's just put it where it is, right? Um, Braden Smith, not a great game, but he also didn't play as much. He wasn't he wasn't a problem though. He wasn't turning the ball. He had one turnover, right? So like only four points, um, but he had a couple of assists. He had a steal. He had a couple of rebounds. He scored points. He was two of two from the, two of two from the line, right? Like he only he only shot the ball once. This is what's weird right now about this team, right? And I don't know if this is part of freshmen being nervous or hitting a wall, but you had some weird like Smith only shooting the ball one time from the field is odd to me. Now he's one of one from the field, two of two from the line. He had a perfect game, um, and he only turned the ball over once. He only played twenty three minutes, as I mentioned. Jenkins played twenty three, and they overlap for probably what five to eight in the second half, I would guess. Um, oh, Boiler Dad just told me he was about to go live. Um, I need to tell him it's too late. Too late. I'm in here, so don't even try. Um, uh, take another look here at the stats that I wanted to call out. Um, good distribution of minutes. We played more than 26. Kind of like that, right? When we talk about fatigue um, and wanting guys to get some rest, Pulled Edie out with, gosh, I want to guess 10 minutes, eight minutes at least go in the second half, and he didn't come back. Uh, he had 26 and 11, just a you know normal workman-like game for him. Gillis was seven points, 10 rebounds. Gosh, great game for Mason Gillis. Played so good. He only shot the ball twice. Another weird thing. Um, two, two, one of two from the field, zero of zero from three. Not a criticism at all. He played a great but it's weird, right? A guy hit nine threes in a game. Zero. Purdue was only seven of sixteen from deep. Forty-four uh, percent is fine, um, but this team, you know, usually shoots more than that. Um, they were from the line. What have we talked about? Seventy percent from the line. They were twenty-one of twenty-seven. Seventy-seven point eight percent. And the big there's two big ones. One, one they only eleven turnovers. Not 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 stupendous, but nobody had more than two. Right, so it wasn't like anyone played sloppy. Um, they talk about a difference. They had forty-four rebounds. Ohio State had twenty-one. There's the game, right? Didn't we talk about that? I mean, just like the Maryland game. If you do that, you're going to, you, you, you know, you figured it out, right? You got rebounded team by 23. That's how you win by almost 30 points. Um, Maniacally, Steve says Purdue got probably all the 50-50 calls and won by 30. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Purdue got a lot of calls. Um, not bad calls. They were good calls. The game was not, first couple of minutes, man, I thought it was going to be bad. The first couple trips down the floor, Purdue was seriously violated. Um, some some mugging fouls and how Ohio State got a five nothing lead, and then suddenly they started calling. They started calling the touch fouls and the thing you should notice if you're watching these games, or if you happen to go to one. This is when you'll see it more. Notice how often Edie has to collect himself. Notice how often he's, he's like putting his stuff. You know, he's like tucking shirt back in. He's twisting his shorts back where they go because he's constantly having his shirt ripped out of his shorts and. When you see him jogging down the floor after a crappy non-call, that's usually the evidence that it was a crappy non-call because somebody ripped his shirt out of his pants. Uh, that's that's something you notice. He's always kind of reconfiguring everything because he's, you know, constantly being mugged. Um, let's see here. Another comment. Come positive comments on the officiating. I know we we we, uh, we all talked about. And again, in the post game, somebody asked them about that, and Edie interrupted before anyone can answer and said, "We don't comment on officiating. They officiate. We play." Great answer. Um, Purdue has, likely <laughs> Steve, coming in with the positives. He says, uh, via Cobra stats, Purdue has never given up a lead of 21 points or more to lose. 
good, good, like that. Um, ben Cotton points out that Doyle said that uh, Purdue still looks a little off. Um, I agree. I think I've kind of said all of this um, in this, I think. I, that game never felt like, you know, my family was there and they were talking about how it didn't seem as loud as they expected it to be. And I felt the same way. I think part of it was there was some anxiety among the fans, right? When it started poorly for a few minutes, people were like, oh boy, oh boy, not again. And I think there was never a run in that game where Purdue's just bombing threes, right? There was never a blow the roof moment. They did stretch it out to what, 31, but it never felt like, like, man, this was one of those runs where the, where Ohio State even had to call timeout. Like they only called a couple timeouts, right? Um, they just chipped away, just chipped away and a workmanlike win. So yeah, they don't look, when you say they look off and they won by 27 points, this is like the joke people said after the Iowa game, right? Oh, they figured out Purdue. Yeah, figured out the press. Oh, no, oh, no. Figure it out. You only lose by 17. Okay. Purdue looks off and they won by 27. I know Ohio State's not great, but um, they're still a Big Ten team. They're still a very talented team. They're still a very athletic team. That's, they're going to win another game. Like, they got a couple more where you look at it and think, oh, they might not win out. They're going to beat somebody because they're, they're just they're too talented not to. Um let me see here. Brandon, uh, st- uh, let me see here. My, my comments just jumped to the top. Still number one overall seed. Brenda Graves says, yes, I've seen that in a couple. I, I saw, I don't know about number one overall. I saw the Bracketology Friday had them as the number one in the West, which would mean they'd be playing the, the second weekend in Vegas. So fun to go visit, but not exactly near home. And then I saw the Field of 68 one from maybe yesterday had them as the number one seed in the East which means that the second weekend we played in New York. So I could deal with that because that'll be near me. I'm not worried about that, right? I don't think anybody should be. You win your games, that stuff sorts itself out, right? They're, they're, they're getting respect that they earned earlier in the season. So if they're still a number one overall seed or a number one seed period, that's because people looked at that three out of four and said, hey, they were going to lose three out of four at some point in a long season, right? That's, that's respect. That's people saying you guys are actually really good. They go beat Indiana especially if they beat them handily, they're back They're, I mean, they might be one again, right? They really could be. They won this game. If the teams ahead of them stumbled, one again next week. So like, let's not worry about that stuff. I don't even necessarily want to be, I want to be, I want to be a number one seed. That's what I want. I don't even care what region make me a number four. Um, oh, it was pointed out to me that it was a, and, and, and it's all-star weekend. Joe Ensley points out in the NBA, um, not sure why that would mean guys like Dakota and uh, Chris Kramer were there, but yes, good point. Um, Boiler Dad checks in to ask who the f is this guy. You know how many people have said that in my life. You know how many people have asked me and said that. Um, so yeah, Ben, if it's across the street from you, then you know uh, you should be you should be waving. You probably are. That's the creepy thing. Ben's a creepy guy. He, he follows me everywhere. I can't, this has been going on for years, many, many years. I just come out and he's like, oh, neighbor. And it's very weird. No matter where I live, no matter where I stay, it gets weird after a while. Um, let's see here. Uh, the rest of this team's, Daniel Nelson says the rest of the team's better fear Brandon getting hot. His defense has been good. He is yelling at me. He is yelling at me from across the street. Ben is actually across the street. He, I told I I just explained what a creeper you are. He's literally across the street. He's coming towards me. So you see me abducted. What you need to do is just just 
I guess I'll have to give my location. He's, he's coming. <laughs> It's probably his Airbnb that I'm thinking. Steve says Ben needs to get on camera. All right. Come on, man. How's it going, dude? <laughs> I was like, man, Jay's porch looks a lot like my neighbor's. Then you mentioned your kid getting an autograph. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> like, how's that for small world? Yeah, so you were literally commenting on this, and now you're actually on the live stream. Yeah, so yeah, what's going on, man? Hey, you know, you follow the site for ten, ten whatever years. Eventually, you get on <laughs> These camera. These are the perks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what else did we have here? Let me see what other kind. Yeah, maniacally, Steve. There you go. He's on camera. There's Boiler Dowd enjoying it. Um, I was about to wrap up, so you knocked me off my. You know, sorry, I was. I was gonna wait. You broke the concentration, you know, like, but. You need to come with you. I was like, all right, well. I didn't think he was actually across the street from me. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So you weren't there. Were you there? No, I, I, I'm so I, recovering from COVID still. Oh, so I, perfect. This I, is uh, good then. I'm yeah. glad we're doing this outside. No, I, I'm good now. But I just, I'm, my <laughs> my seats are all the way in the very top row. Right. And it's like, right. man, just right. walking so, all the way up and yeah. then standing. It's good for, for your lungs to walk up this. Yeah. yeah. And then standing and yelling for two hours. <laughs> like that sounded like a really good thing when like walking around the neighborhood yesterday. I was like, so since we have a guest here you to tell us, are you concerned at this point? You've been watching Purdue as long as anybody here. So. I mean, if I wasn't concerned, would I really be a Purdue fan? <laughs> I don't know. Well, <laughs> okay. Go so, on. you know, there's, there's definitely, you can see things where, all right, this is how, it might fall apart, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm, I'm still on board. I think uh, <laughs> on board for what? I, Tell me what you're on board. For. You know what? I think this could be the year that Matt Painter reaches a final four. Okay. You heard it here. Um, you know, if we, if we get back to making those shots and playing like we were earlier in the year, I think uh, getting some, you know, just as long as you don't have an embarrassing loss on the Friday of the big 10 tournament, <laughs> exactly. Or you score like 11 in the first half or something yeah, like you know, that. That would never happen. Everybody's still you know. scarred by that. Um, just take some time to to recover, get the guys a little healthier, get Zach scars on his right. arms, you know, that happened from not a foul, of course. I know, but I know he gets so clawed up. It's ridiculous. Um, it's funny you talk about being a Purdue fan because in our group chat with a 218 to go, Painter emptied the bench. Mm -hmm. It was 31 points, I believe, at that point. And Michael and our sort of God said, you know, I I know they're not gonna lose, but I thought about emptying the bench at <laughs> And I said, I said, up oh, 30? <laughs> I was like, I know you're a Purdue fan, man, but goodness, like that's, oh, but that's how we are, right? But then Carson Barrett showed him what was up, didn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah, I wanted um, Conzo's. I, I, this is how old I am. I, you know, seeing Conzo's kid play after right. after I have a Conzo jersey, and now seeing his kid play and get absolutely swatted. He had to drive there. Where he tried to go up, but he got <laughs> the ball was knocked into press row. Yeah, sorry about that, buddy. Um, what else we got here? Any other comments for anyone? Anything clever? You got to ask, we want to ask it, Ben, anything? But, oh, Boiler Dad likes answer that, that Purdue, this is still a, that's great. Still number one overall. Brenda said that a few times. I mean, I don't know. I guess they are. The people are putting them on overall seed. Um, I was saying just a second ago when you came out, I don't care that they're number one overall seed. I want a one seed. But one just changes your path. It makes life easier. You know, you look at these recent ones where they've had a chance to get there. They've been a three or a four. And that's great. It's definitely better than a seven, eight, nine, ten. But 
three, four, man, you're playing tough games like out the gate. Yeah. First game could be a tough game, right? Yeah. Those 13s and 14s are not. And you've got so many teams that are, if you look at the, the records around college basketball, you look at, so, there's so many, like, there's going to be good teams between eight and 11 that just after around this year and didn't. But, I mean, well, Kentucky and North Carolina are going to be on the 11 line is what the last thing I saw said. Well, half the Big Ten is going to finish 10 and 10. So, you know, the Big Ten's full of eight seeds, but they can't really put them all there. So there's, there's only so many eight seeds to go around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, one of the one of the brackets a few weeks ago had Rutgers as an eight, which they've fallen out of yeah. in Purdue's bracket. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? No. Play them not. second game? No. Thank, no. Thankfully, that's not going to happen. Um Who's this? Oh, Boyle Dad's asking questions. He likes being he likes being a uh, an audience member. He says, "Who's the scariest eight nine type of team for you guys?" Oh, he answered this. The reason he's asking this is because he has an answer, um, and we know what it is against this Purdue team. It's teams that underachieve but are athletic. Like the team that makes me nervous. One of the teams that makes me nervous because it was in the last bracket I looked at, and I don't know why I care about those because they're never going to be all correct. Auburn was in the eight nine, Bruce Pearl Auburn team. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but here's the thing: is there anyone that any of you want? No, no. I don't want to play anybody. Yeah, I don't. I want it to just be like Gardner Webb's or something like that for the next for like four weeks. I don't. I don't think that's too much to ask. But even then, like we could just have them forfeit and you know declare for the champions by you know by default. Another thing in our group thing, and you said. Uh, he said, why doesn't Purdue just win every game by 25? He says, I haven't even thought about trying this. And I said, yeah, it doesn't sound very exciting, but I, I should I give it a whirl. love games that aren't exciting. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my wife said. She said, you know, the blowouts are kind of anticlimactic, though. And I was like, you haven't been to too many Purdue games. Because <laughs> that's, that is the most fun right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Putting it away early. Oh, that's so great. The game you spend all the second half just seeing what people are saying on Twitter because the game isn't that exciting anymore. <laughs> exactly. We've got um Brenda says she has Fletch issues. Um Brenda, I'm not sure what you mean. I think that I already mentioned on this I Fletch is struggling. Right? We, we all think he's struggling, right? He's hit a wall. He's he's getting beat up. It's not really that he's not the guy we know he is, it's that he's getting abused. They've teams have clearly, and you you can see it in the last three or four games. The game plan is the same. Pound Purdue, be physical. Attack Edie more than trying to defend him and figuring out who we're going to throw at him. It's immediate double and triple teams and just beat them up, yeah. hit them because if they don't call it, you're in business. Yeah, if they do call it, you stop. Yeah, I mean they they have guys with four fouls, two guys with four <laughs> fouls early in the second half, and um, but that was their they tried it. It worked for a few minutes. Yeah, looked like it might. I just saw that uh, that Owen Spencer guy that they threw at him had what 13 <laughs> minutes of game time in <laughs> so far. Ooh. Um. Let's see here. Tripod says the 1990 national championship was won by 33, and it was awesome. I because I've got an illness. I know you're talking. I believe that was UNLV. I think 90 was the running rebels when they had like who was on that team. Was that Larry Johnson? No, he wasn't. On, they they were really good. They were really good. I think they blew Duke out by like 30. Um, but putting up examples from 33 years ago, you know, yeah, I don't know. Um, Stacy Augman. Okay. Oh, so I got that right. Is what Tripod's saying. Um, I think we're at we're at 27. We're almost at half an hour, and this is getting into boiler dad territory. So I think it's really just too long, honestly. Um, it's the only bit of length boiler dad has. Let's just put it that way. I meant height, guys. I don't know why you would take that the wrong way. All right. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, 
and I don't know how to end this. So I think you just click the button. I think we just click it, and you guys, uh, you guys have a good night. Thanks for joining us.